Welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day, but each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar who will be your host in this roundup of uh, some things been going on lately in the fake news world. Uh, so at my job, um, which I, I switched jobs last year, and one of the things I have to do with this new job is clock in every day, clock out for lunch, clock back in after lunch, clock out whenever you leave at the end of the day. I don't like it very much. But <laughs> anyway, I'm getting used to it. One reason I don't care for it a whole lot. See, actually, I worked there years ago and we had a punch clock. You just had a little card and whenever you showed up at work you would just slide your card into the little slot and it would like punch in your time it would just like put the 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 hour and a minute down that you arrived and you know when you put it in the little sensor it punched your card and marked what time it was whenever you arrived or left or whatever and uh so now we use yeah everything's so technological we we log in on a computer now to clock in and clock out and so instead of just pulling a card out and sticking it in the slot, now I have to go to a website where you log in with a username and a password, and then you have to go through a CAPTCHA process, and then you go into another web page where you click punch in. And so it's a different process now. And the, the thing that gets to me the most in this new process is the CAPTCHA, <laughs> because the CAPTCHA has these, I mean, you've probably done them before. You know, it's where it shows nine little squares and you have to select the squares that, um, you know, gives you a little challenge or a game to play. It'll be like, select all the squares that have a tree. Select all the squares that show a hill. And so you do that. And um, if you do it correctly, then you get to move on. But sometimes it's a little bit challenging. You know, you've probably seen this before. It'll be like, select all the squares that have a bus. And so you select all the all the squares, but then there's like one little corner just a few pixels of the bus and another square and it's like do i do i click that one too or do i just like ignore it you know i <laughs> if you get it wrong it makes you do the captcha over so i'm always second guessing myself like is it going to count this little square because of the little you know a little bit of the fender that's sticking out into the next square so anyway then i had this realization the other day the reason it has me do the captcha is to prove that i'm not a robot but the machine that is that I'm pushing buttons on the the captcha itself is not being run by a person sitting at their own computer somewhere. It's being run by a robot, by artificial intelligence. And so I had this realization. I'm like, wait a minute, it isn't. It's trying to detect if I'm a robot, but it itself is a robot. So basically, we're using robots to catch robots, and then that opens up the question to me. If a robot is capable of knowing which squares have the bus in them, then how does me being able to select the squares that don't have a bus in them prove that I'm not a robot? So I feel like this whole thing is maybe just a little bit sketchy. Um, but that's not actually what I want to talk about today is not sketchiness, but scariness. The scariness of artificial intelligence. Because we live right now in a very interesting time. Um, you know, you hear people say that, but what I mean by that on this is that we we live in a time of a great technological leap. You know, you see these where some new technology comes on the scene and it kind of changes everything. Uh, we saw it with cell phones. You know, if you go, you see this so often if you're watching TV, if you're watching a movie or a show 
from before 2003, then, you know, everyone's using pay phones. They have landlines, corded phones. Then all of a sudden, this new technology comes in. And by 2005, everyone's carrying cell phones around and everybody has a cell phone. And just a few years later, everyone has a touchscreen phone. And so, you know, you see these things where like there's a rapid advancement of technology and we are at, and you, sometimes you don't realize this until it's over, till the moment has passed. But I'm going to tell you now, as the moment is just ramping up, we are in another one of those technological leaps right now. We are at a moment where artificial intelligence is going to start becoming very commonplace. You're going to find yourself going to stores and stuff like that and interacting with artificial intelligences rather than just people. We're, you know, we're somewhat used to this in some situations. We, we you know, we have Siri on our phone or uh, Alexa, I think, is with the Amazon devices. Um, so we have those things. But, uh, but you know, there's, there, it's so obvious that they're just giving pre-programmed responses to, to what you're saying. And that is ba- kind of what artificial intelligence is. What's kind of amazing now is we're starting to see the rise of artificial intelligence that doesn't just give pre-programmed responses, but is actually able to take things that you say to it, questions that you ask it, and give you very specific answers to to your questions. So, um, you know, you can ask Siri what time it is, and she can tell you. But if you ask Siri something a little bit more complicated, she can't put all the pieces together. We're starting to see the rise. You know, if you say, hey, what what time is it going to be in two hours from now in Timbuktu? Well, I bet that would probably confuse Siri. Let me ask her. Hey, Siri, what time is it going to be two hours from now in Timbuktu? It's 4.50 p.m. Okay, she's telling me what time it is right now as I'm recording this. What time is it going to be two hours from now in Timbuktu? So she's telling me just the two hours from right now where I am. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm in Timbuktu. So you know what? That's not very that's not very helpful to me. Siri is limited on what she can accomplish because um, she's not she's a very uh, she's an artificial intelligence, but a very low intelligence. We're starting to see a high intelligence on the rise where you can ask very specific questions and it'll just spit out an answer to you instantaneously that tells you exactly what you need to know. Um, so we're we're living in interesting times is what I'm saying. And I would also say we're living in some scary times because not only is artificial intelligence um, so much more advanced, it's, it's actually capable of fooling us uh, very easily. It's about to get very hard to know what's real and what's not real. Uh, for example, there is this video and uh, you know, this thing that syncs with an audio podcast here is that I can't, I can't show you this, but somebody basically did what's called a deep fake. And this is when you record, um, when you have like a picture of someone's face, but a computer goes through and changes their mouth and makes them say, say something that they never said. Or it puts a fake face, you know, it takes like Tom Cruise's face and puts it on some other body. It makes it look like Tom Cruise is doing something that he never actually did. So that's a deep fake. You've kind of seen it in some movies here and there. Um, like on Star Wars, a lot of movies did it for a while. Rogue One, several of the Marvel movies do this. They'll show like an actor when they were much younger. And the new Indiana Jones movie is apparently going to make big use of this. Have a lot of scenes of... Harrison Ford as a young man, back how he looked when he played Indiana Jones originally. So we're seeing a, a rise of this deep fake technology. But anyway, there's listen to this video. This is a video of President Biden sp- speaking about reinstating the draft. 
this is not a speech that ever happened. This is um, that you know this is just a deep fake that someone did, but they changed his his voice. I mean, they 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 made a fake voice that sounds exactly like President Biden. They made a fake face for him, and they had him talking about stuff that he's never talked about before, and it it looks extremely real. It looks extremely convincing. The illegal Russian offensive has been swift, callous, and brutal. It's barbaric. Putin's illegal occupation of Kyiv and the impending Chinese blockade of Taiwan has created a two-front national security crisis that requires more troops than the volunteer military can supply. I have received guidance from General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, that the recommended way forward will be to invoke the Selective Service Act, as is my authority as President. The first to be called in a sequence determined by national lottery will be men and women whose 20th birthday falls during calendar year 2023. Remember, you're not sending your sons and daughters to war. You're sending them to freedom. God bless our troops and God bless Ukraine. So you hear that going on and it sounds like an actual press conference. You know, he, it, the, the thing that kind of gives away how fake it is, is kind, perhaps how alert he sounds. Like he sounds a little bit more on the ball than he usually does. Um, that kind of gives away that it's actually not real. But uh, but that was all made with auto uh, artificial intelligence. That was made with artificial intelligence. Someone p- programmed into a computer to make a video of President Biden saying all these things. And that's what it spat out. Here's another one with him giving kind of a weird rant um, that this is like him just basically going on a Ron Swanson conservative rant. OK, S- saying a bunch of stuff. Um, this, this went on for like two minutes, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it's just shows him going on this conservative rant, things that he would never actually say, but as you're watching the video, it looks like it's really happening. You will never be a real woman. You have no womb. You have no ovaries. You have no eggs. You're a homosexual man twisted by drugs and surgery into a crude mockery of nature's perfection. All the validation you get is two-faced and half-hearted. Behind your back, people mock you. Your parents are disgusted and ashamed of you. Your friends laugh at your ghoulish appearance behind closed doors. Men are utterly repulsed by you. Thousands of years of evolution have allowed men to sniff out frauds with incredible efficiency. Even trannies who pass look uncanny and unnatural to a man. So again, that, that's not something that actually happened, but it's an uh, a, uh, artificial intelligence voice, artificial intelligence images, and um, they just took some pictures of Biden and the computer turned this into a video that looks like it's a real thing. And so we're, we're starting to see a lot of artificially intelligent generated images coming out. If you were watching the news uh, or not the real news, not that there is any real news, but if you were watching like the, the chatter on social media um, back whenever President Trump was indicted a couple of weeks ago um, and then he went and turned himself in for arrest. They never really put handcuffs on him. He just showed up at a courthouse, filled out some paperwork, pled not guilty. They said, we're going to see you in 10 months. And he went on with his life. And so it wasn't like a a dramatic, you know, slap the handcuffs on him and do a perp walk. It wasn't that kind of thing. Um, But someone used an, an artificial intelligence to generate a bunch of images of President Trump being arrested. You could probably go find this if you Googled it. They're not real. It's just something a computer spat out. A bunch of pictures, very dramatic looking as the handcuffs are placed on President Trump um, or as he's like resisting arrest. You know, so these very it's in it's in New York City um, in the pictures. It's staged that way. 
These were not real photos whatsoever, but they were getting spread around Twitter. Um, just people saying, look at what artificial intelligence can do nowadays. You know, I don't know if anyone really fell for them, but, but they look entirely real. I mean, I want to say before long, you know, a newspaper, either intentionally or unintentionally, is going to run run a, an artificially intelligent generated image on the front page of their paper. You know, a photographer is going to turn in a, an image that, that, they, that they claim was taken with a camera, and it turns out it was just something sped out by a, by a computer. You know, we're about to see a lot of stuff like that happening. Whether the publication acknowledges it or not, gets caught, um, intended to deceive people or not. I mean, we're going to start seeing stuff like that because it's going to be so easy. The, the ability to make misleading photos is about to become so easy. You know, someone's going to say, oh, man, I wish I had a shot of this event from that angle over there. Well, they just tap, type it into the computer and it spits out a picture exactly what they wanted. We're going to it's going to start getting even harder to tell what's real. Um, that's where we're heading. Uh, AI can just do about anything that you that you can think up. You can type it into the computer and they can spit it out. There is a, you know, like a picture of Elon Musk walking down the street and he commented on the on the photo that was being shared around. He's like, "That's not a real picture. I would never wear that outfit." <laughs> you know, and, and uh, it was just an AI picture that someone had had created. Um, there was a there was a picture of uh, they said, "Show us what each president of the United States would look like if they were a Pixar character," and th- and all these pictures got shared of just our presidents animated in the style of of Pixar. And you got a whole long list of all the pictures of them. So this is stuff technology is capable of. Anything you can think of. Yeah, a, a designer, um, you know, someone who does CGI work, they could have done it themselves. But the computer can spit it out in a heartbeat. That is what is that the simplicity of being able to generate fake digital content. Uh, it is a, it, we're on the cusp of an explosion of that. It's already it's already starting to happen. Chatbots. These AI chatbots, like I think I've talked a little bit lately about ChatGPT. I've had some conversations with ChatGPT. You know, you can just go do this, go to their website, sign up, and you can have conversations with it. It's not like talking to Siri. It sounds scary real. You can, it can mimic people's speech patterns. You know, you can say, hey, type me up. Here's where this specificity comes in. You could say, type me up a, um, a, uh, an essay about George Washington, but in the style of how Jordan Peterson talks. Okay. <laughs> so, I know I'm just giving like a random, weirdly specific thing. You tell that to the, to the jet chat GPT, it can spit it out in a heartbeat. You know, I told it, I think I read this a few episodes back. I was like, give me a poem about fake news. And it just immediately typed up a poem for me about fake news. And it, I mean, it rhymed and everything. And it was, you know, it's like if a person had done it, they could have maybe tweaked a few words here or there to make it sound a little bit more human. But it sounded very, almost indistinguishable from what a human could type up. So um, how, a, how a normal person could talk. And it can mimic, like I said, other people's speech patterns. Actually, here's a clip. This is an AI thing. It's the Joe Rogan podcast. I've listened to a few episodes of that podcast. Um, my, my competitor, Joe Rogan, I, I call him that, you know, my, my arch nemesis. Because he's got like the most popular podcast in the world, and fake news is on its way to claim that title. We're not there yet, but anyway, here's my arch nemesis, Joe Rogan, and the, and this is not the, you know if you've ever listened to his show before, this is the way he talks. It sounds like 
what he sounds like whenever he talks. This is not a real thing that happened. This is artificial intelligence right here. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Joe Rogan AI experience. I'm your host, Joe Rogan, or at least that's what this AI model thinks I sound like. Let me tell you, folks, this is some next level stuff we've got going on here today. Every single word of this podcast has been generated with the help of ChatGPT, the cutting-edge AI language model developed by OpenAI. I am not the real Joe Rogan. Let me repeat it once more. I am not Joe Rogan, and the guests are not of the people they portray. This is purely fiction, just for fun, so don't go around making little clips for your TikToks and make the world believe I said things I never said. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as said by the real people they portray. This is purely for entertainment purposes and an experience showcasing the amazing advancements in AI technology. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into this AI-generated world. Let's get weird, folks. It's time to welcome our first guest to the show. And I've got to say, this is a big one. We've got none other than the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, joining us today. Sam's been at the forefront of the AI industry for years, and it's an honor to have him on the show. So let's give a warm AI-generated welcome to Sam Altman. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show. Sam, this whole AI-generated podcast thing is pretty wild. It's like we're living in the future, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a strange experience, but it's also incredibly exciting. The advancements in AI technology have come a long way. And it's amazing to see what we can achieve with the tools we already have at our disposal. So let's dive right in. Your company just released a new tool called ChatGPT. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what it does? Sure. So ChatGPT is an um, AI language model that's been trained on a massive amount of text data. What this means is that uh, it's able to generate text that's almost indistinguishable from text written by like a human. It does this by um, uh, using a process called deep learning where it's been trained on a uh, massive data set of text, and it's able to use that training to uh, generate new text that's coherent and grammatically correct. And the cool thing is that um, the more data it's trained on, the more accurate and diverse its responses can be. That's insane. So my first thought as I'm thinking about the rise of um, these artificial intelligences, my first thought is, I think I said it before, I was like, type me up an essay. I'm like, okay, if you're a student in school, and you need a five-paragraph essay about um, bumblebees, you just tell ChatGPT, hey, I need a five-paragraph essay. I want five sentences per paragraph. I want it to be about bumblebees and migration patterns of the, the monarch butterfly or whatever you want. It will do it. And it'll do it almost instantly. And so, and you can tell it, hey, you know, put a few grammar mistakes in. I don't want it to look too perfect. I want it, you know, and then you, and then you, they give that to you and your work's all done. And so I'm like, this just basically cancels out the the ability for teachers to assign homework because now an AI chatbot can just do it for you. And uh, and this is going to, let me say this, it's going to lead to a dumber society because eventually people are going to say, why are we having students write essays whenever they can just have a computer that writes essays for us now? You know, like what's the point of teaching all this? So we're going to, that's going to make the population dumber because we're going to rely on computers even more. You know, it's kind of like I'm doing math equations. Uh, a lot of people probably can't do division on paper by the time they reach adulthood because, you know, you learn it in third grade, but then by the time you reach adulthood, you're using a calculator. You know, no one's doing division by hand anymore, especially if there's more than three or four digits in it. So anyway, 
you know, people aren't going to know that stuff. It's going to be like how calculators made it easier to just rely on technology. And now with our speech, not just working with numbers, but working with words, you know, a, 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 right now I have a job doing social media. I do this. I run the social media for, uh, for an organization. Um, that's the main aspect of my job at the moment. But you know what? They, they're going to be able to have artificial intelligences that can do that for us too. you know, put me out of the job because this is all going to become so simple and easy to just hire a robot to do it for you. <laughs> you know, to, That'll be all you have to do. Um, so a- AI is going to get scary real. And so back to what I was saying about writing essays. And then I was talking to one of my old college teachers um, a few weeks ago, and she was telling me she was having, she's on spring break and she's very discouraged because so many students were actually using AI chatbots to write essays. And she was, she was uh, teaching an English class. And so, you know, she, in grading essays, she kept finding essays that were written by robots. And uh, she's very discouraged because if, you know, she felt like her work was becoming more meaningless and, and which again, this is exactly what I was, I was like, yeah, this is what I, <laughs> if I was a college student, I wasn't the kind who would cheat. You know, I actually really like working with words and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't have probably cheated this way, but I just think high schoolers all over the world, all over America, yeah, this is what they would do. This is, they're going to just you let an AI chatbot write their essays. So she was telling me what they have to do because I'm like, well, how do you even catch it if it's an AI chatbot writing the essay? You know, how, how do you even know? So she said, this, this is what they have to do now. At the beginning of the semester, they have the students go to a computer and type up like an essay in person on the computer. And then the, the, something, there's some computer program that scans everything that they said and it learns their speech patterns and the way that they talk. Then later on, whenever they turn in their essays that they have supposedly written, uh, these essays are run through that computer program. And if it sounds like it was written by the student based on their original speech patterns and all that, then it, then it clears. But if the computer detects that this was actually written and, you know, the software will have a, a method of determining this, that it was written by an artificial intelligence, then, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd like to sit in on the, sit in on the conversation of what happens next after that. But anyway, you, you know, you, a human can't tell these things a lot of the time. So they have a computer now that can catch artificial intelligences. But I tell you what, these AIs, they're going to just get smarter and smarter. And um, that, that it's kind of like what I was saying about the captions. I know I was kind of being silly at the beginning. I know the captions are programmed by humans. And so it's not really like necessarily a robot catching robots. I get that. But, um, but here's the thing. Before long, it's just going to be completely indistinguishable. We're not going to be able to know what's real. Okay. Like right now I could type into a AI chatbot. I could say, you know, give me a picture of Donald Trump being led away in handcuffs and it can spit it out right there. Cause there's pictures of Donald Trump all over the place. I couldn't tell it to type in a picture of myself in handcuffs and be able to see anything, but that's coming, you know, before long people who aren't even famous, the computers are going to be able to generate pictures of them in fake scenarios and stuff like that. So anyway, that's what I see coming with this chat GPT thing, this AI thing that's going on. It's about to get downright impossible. You know, I did this podcast two years ago, wasn't even thinking about AIs. I was just talking about like, here's the strategies we can go through to know what's real and what's fake. You know, all those strategies are just about to be dumped out the window. 
because it's actually about to get even more complex than it ever was before. So um, anyway, I, I think I'd mentioned this before too. People will just use AI to write their essays. And that looks like that was right. So I'm going to tell you what I also think is next. You know, I'm thinking about like in, when people are on trial and they say as evidence, you know, here's a video of this happening. Here's a picture of that happening. That, that's not going to be admissible in court much longer because it's going to become clear anybody is who can access AI generation software is going to be able to um, generate whatever they need to. So all of a sudden, it's not going to be permissible to, to you know, offer, offer it as evidence in court because the defense is just going to say, oh, well, that could easily be faked. Throw that out. You know, um, news stories, they're going to start being collated and delivered via AI. You know, that's something that I see coming. Uh, it, it'll be like, you know, you're going to tell your your phone, hey, you know, give me the news headlines today and just tell me just tell me about the things I want to hear about. You know, if that's sports or entertainment news or this or that politician, you know, you'll tell it exactly what kind of news you want to hear. And they're going to start collating it and delivering it to you via an artificial intelligence that is crafted just to you and your personal needs. You know, it's going to say, it'll say to me, hello, Luke. Well, here's the news today and tell me what I want to hear about. And um, it's not going to tell me what I don't want to hear about. You know, it's all going to be personalized via artificial intelligence, which, by the way, what's another word for artificial if you if you need some help, look at the name of this podcast. <laughs> the news is just going to start getting faker than ever because AIs are going to tell you what they think that you need to know. Uh, even if you tell it, "Hey, I want to know about this and that," they're going to tell you what you, what they they're going to tell you the angle that is pre-programmed into them of what they think you should know. Listen, I'm not worried about a Terminator future where robots start trying to kill mankind or launch nuclear warheads. That's not going to happen. Listen, artificial intelligences. They are still pre-programmed, okay? So there's still a person who creates the artificial intelligence. There's still a computer programmer who has an agenda or is being financed by someone powerful who is going to tell the AIs what to tell you, okay? Like, let's say you have an, an artificial intelligence designer, whatever they're called, a computer technician, who's creating this stuff, and they engineer an AI, and then they ask it, you know, hey, is Christianity real? Well, if if the programmer is a Christian and the AI comes back and says, nope, there is no evidence for Christianity being real, then the, the programmer is going to say, oh, okay, well, then there's something wrong with this AI, and they're going to change it. Same if it's an atheist programmer. You ask it, is atheism real? And maybe the AI says, oh, no, d- a, there's definitely a supreme being who created the universe. Well, then the, the engineer is going to say, uh-oh, I don't like that. You know, let's keep working on this AI. They're going to program it to tell you exactly what they want it to tell you. And you can already see this in stuff like ChatGPT. You know, you say, hey, tell me a joke about Christians, and it'll spit something out. And you say, tell me a joke about Muslims. Oh, no, we don't, we don't make jokes about religion. That would be offensive. I'm not an offensive AI. You know, so you ask it to tell you, um, you know, is, is President Biden a criminal? Oh, definitely not. Is President Trump a criminal? Oh, yes, here's all the crimes he's committed. You know, it, they are they are programmed to tell you what the regime, the elites, what they want you to think. And so uh, AI, AI software, it's not going to be something that's objective, balanced, fair, not at all. These are programmed by people. So it's going to deceive people into thinking that it's that it's fair and balanced. 
it's not going to be that whatsoever. So we're gonna, you're going to get your news delivered from artificial news. It's going to be fake news. It's going to be the same people who were lying to you before. They'll just be lying to you through AI. Uh, and I think also what we're going to see, we're going to see AI servers at restaurants. Um, you know, you already, if you go to McDonald's, you can go up to the counter and order, or you can just go to a kiosk and and tap on a touch screen and order that way. Now it's probably going to throw up a virtual assistant who's an artificial intelligence. And you'll say, you know, hey, could you hold the ketchup on my hamburger? And she'll just be like, sure, we'll do that. And it'll be like talking to a person, but it'll be a computer. And so... <laughs> You know, it's that's what we're on the cusp on, guys. That is what is in the very, very near future. Everything's about to change. Just like when they invented airplanes and suddenly everyone's flying all around the world, when they invented cell phones and now we can talk to people anywhere in the world. I tell you what, this AI is going to change. It's going to be like you have Google, but it's going to be better. It's going to be a Google that works, a Google you don't even have to type. You just talk to, and it's going to be everywhere. So, and as I've also said before, scammers are going to use this stuff. They'll impersonate your banker. They'll impersonate your grandma or your grandkid. They're going to send you, know, send you a video asking for money. And you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be really wild. It's going to be hard to know what's real. So that's, that's my news update for you today is that AI is getting scary. AI is getting scary. Okay. Let's pause here for a message from our president. What's your, what's your question? So the little girl asks him, you know, do you have any advice for being successful? And he's like, oh, we got to get COVID under control. Um, the year is 2023. COVID has been over for a minute. All right, guys. And and yet you see, like, this is this is a senile thing right here. You know, it's like he's he's forgotten that it's not two years ago in the middle of the pandemic. You know, he's like, oh, well, we can't talk about being successful till we get COVID under control. No one's even talking about that anymore. And then, of course, he's like, what, what are we doing here? Where am I? You know, it's it's scary. That's that's the situation we're in there with our president. Before I close down, I'll mention if you want to get in touch with me at Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. My email is fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. And uh, also, if you um, want to stay in touch throughout the week, you can find me on Twitter at Fake News Luke. I've been saying it wrong. I've been calling myself at Fake Luke. That's not my username. It's at Fake News Luke. So if you couldn't find me before, sorry about that. Come find me at, at Fake News Luke on Twitter. That's where I get a lot of my fake news that I share with you. And so um, I guess let's, let's go ahead and close down for today. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about as I was putting together this you know, just talking about how we live in interesting times. And some might even say we're in the end times that the Bible talks about. Uh, right before Jesus went to the cross, he took a bunch of people up on a mountain and he told them all about the end times, the last days of planet Earth. We could be living in those days now. And here's why. So he takes them up on something that's called the Mount of Olives. Okay. You can find this in the Bible in Mark chapter 13, Luke chapter 21, or Matthew chapter 24. It's in three places in the Bible because this was a very significant speech that he gave telling what the world would be like in the last days. And so this is how he began as he told, told the disciples about the last days. He said, take heed that no one deceives you. And then he goes on for a whole chapter and all throughout the chapter, he keeps using phrases like, 
Don't be deceived. They will deceive many. Don't believe them. Don't believe it. That's what he's telling you about in the last days. He said deception is going to be so rampant, you're probably just better off not not believing anything that they tell you. Um, just be careful what you believe. When When the news stories hit, just give them some time before you just jump on board with it because they lie about stuff so often. You know, there's this thing that's been in the news here lately about uh, some kid, like a 21-year-old in the National Guard, and they were saying that he like leaked a bunch of classified military military intelligence um, on Discord to some of his buddies to show off how much like secret information that he knew. And this was all information that that just negated what the Biden regime has been telling Americans for the past, you know, year or two about like the Ukraine war. You know, he said, we don't have troops on the ground over there. Turns out that we actually do. Uh, just a bunch of stuff that they had claimed that actually turned out to be dishonest, you know, false information um, about about how we're about what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, anyway, when when this news started leaking out there into the public, um, when these when these military documents started leaking, Right away, the 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 American government comes out. They're like, "Well, intelligence sources say this is Russian disinformation, you know, the, or the Russians had the Russians hacked us again. They stole our information." And then it turns out a few weeks later, now they're saying, "Oh, well, it was this twenty-one-year-old in the National Guard leaking it on on Discord." So it's like, what is the real story here? You know, I feel like there's more to the story, <laughs> and we may never know what it is. But they were lying a few weeks ago. It's what these intelligence agencies always do. Speaking of artificial intelligence, this is their <laughs> artificial unintelligence agencies. They come out here and they say, oh, it's Russian disinformation. You know, Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. Uh, the the DNC emails. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. You know, they the, Trump wins the election. He did it with Russian disinformation. That's why they always want to blame stuff on. They're just lying about it, I think, about every time. So don't believe what they say. You're probably just better off not believing any of it. And people ask me all the time because I do this podcast. They say, well, how do you know what's true? And you know what? Despite being 48 episodes into a podcast about fake news, I have no idea what's true. I don't have answers for you on that. Because the more I hear, the less I believe. The more research I do, the less it seems that I know. Uh, In fact, I don't even know why you're listening to me. But anyway, thanks for being here for Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. And this has been Luke Taylor reminding you, if you hear like, like anything, anything at all, that's just fake news. will never be a real woman. You have no womb, you have no ovaries, you have no eggs. You're a homosexual man twisted by drugs and surgery into a crude mockery of nature's perfection. All the validation you get is two-faced and half-hearted. Behind your back, people mock you. Your parents are disgusted and ashamed of you. Your friends laugh at your ghoulish appearance behind closed doors. Men are utterly repulsed by you. Thousands of years of evolution have allowed men to sniff out frauds with incredible efficiency. Even trannies who pass look uncanny and unnatural to a man. Your bone structure is a dead giveaway. And even if you manage to get a drunk guy home with you, he'll turn tail and bolt the second he gets a whiff of your diseased, infected axe wound. You will never be happy. 
You wrench out a fake smile every single morning and tell yourself it's going to be okay. But deep inside, you feel the depression creeping up like a weed, ready to crush you under the unbearable weight. Eventually, it'll be too much to bear. You'll buy a rope, tie a noose, put it around your neck, and plunge into the cold abyss. Your parents will find you, heartbroken but relieved that they no longer have to live with the unbearable shame and disappointment. They'll bury you with a headstone marked with your birth name, and every passerby for the rest of eternity will know a man is buried there. Your body will decay and go back to the dust, and all that will remain of your legacy is a skeleton that is unmistakably male. This is your fate. This is what you chose. There's no turning back.